0: Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Odds On Podcast, your home of football and sports betting. My name's Dan Tracy and for the next 45 minutes I'm joined by two top guests as we dissect all the numbers, look for the value and find those long shots before this weekend's football action. As I say, it's not just me on the show today, so before we start waxing lyrical about wagers, let's get the introductions out of the way. First up I'm joined by Sam Tizzle. Sam, it's a pleasure to have you on the show and I hope all is well.
1: Thanks very much, Dan. as well. Hope you're doing well, both of you boys as well. Um, international week, it's one of them weeks where I'm a bit, you know, it's, I, I love internationals in a major tournament. Uh, I think, yeah, I'm not the biggest fan of the international week. I much prefer the club football at this moment in time, but definitely still a few good games for us to get stuck into. England, Italy especially, I'm looking forward to that one. So, yeah, let's give it a go.
0: Absolutely. And last but certainly not least is Jamie Brown. Jamie, how are you feeling after the weekend's football?
2: Yeah, very good. Again, coming on here and, and being positive about Spurs and, of course, top of the league. I mean, obviously, nothing too significant at the moment, but uh, yeah, obviously, been a while since we've been able to say that as a Spurs fan, playing fantastic football, of course, as, as usual. But yeah, obviously, brilliant, you know, fantastic weekend. Obviously, after that that win against Luton. But yeah, look, look, looking forward to kind of the international action now versus we said that England game against Italy, I think it's going to be a really big one. Of course, if we can get that one, you know, in the bag and another three points, you know, I, th- I think, you know, England are really heading in the right direction. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to talking about that one in particular.
0: Yeah, we've got that and so much more to talk about in the next 45 minutes or so. So that's with the intro's out of the way. Let's get down to business. And of course, before we start, wherever you bet, check freebets.com. your best place for offers, tips and insights. And from a social media point of view, if you're placing any bets this weekend, let us know via the odds on podcast hashtag. And who knows, we may be discussing your winners on next week's show. OK, where should we start first? Let's focus on England matters first, as they play not one but two encounters in the next week. First up, we'll focus on Friday and they're friendly with Australia. Sam, it's just one to five for a home win. How do you squeeze more value out of this one?
1: Yeah, so diving into this one a little bit. Um, Obviously, I'm expecting a few changes from England. We've um, we've got a lot of options at centre-back, let's put it that way, which I'll talk about in a short while. But uh, with that in mind, I'm expecting a few changes definitely at the back. Uh, and looking at it, Australia have played quite a few friendlies over the last 12 months and they've scored in four of those friendlies against France, Mexico, Ecuador and Argentina. So yeah, I'm still back in England for the win here, but I'm also fancying both teams to score for the value of it at 2-1. to one. So 2-1 to one for me, England to win and both teams to score seems to be not a bad value option for us.
0: Well, this is it, Jamie, because the last time these two teams met, it was at the Stadium Lights. It was a 2-1 win for England just before Euro 2016 got underway. The same outcome is priced at 9-1 to one on Friday. Is that a scoreline mm. that takes your fancy?
2: I think it could well be. I mean, look, these are two teams that have significantly improved since then. Of course, England, they look like a team that, you know, we're coming up to approaching a very exciting generation of, of some young players as well. Um, and of course, you know that that European campaign in 2016 was a complete disaster. Um, obviously, in a good place now. Um, Australia, of course, they're coming off the back of a, an impressive World Cup campaign. Of course, they managed to reach the knockout stages, which would have been a big achievement for them. Um, they've also had a pretty good year so far. Uh, they managed to beat the likes of Ecuador. They've got a draw versus Mexico as well. Um, they gave Argentina a good game. They managed to, I think, it was a one-nil defeat in that game for them. Um, but, yeah, they've obviously, and as well, I, th- I think they'll make this a good test for England. And, um, you know, you, you mentioned that 2-1 win for England last time. I think this will be another tight affair and uh, maybe one where England will come out on top. So, yeah, I think 2-1 looks like a good a good shout for me here um, as well. You know, I, th- I think England will make some changes as well, which I'm sure we'll discuss in a minute. I think some exciting players to kind of come into the team. We'll see lots of rotation. So, uh, yeah, I, th- I think this could be quite an interesting game, actually, and, and a tight one. So. Two one, two one sounds good to me.
0: Now, Sam, if you're looking at the game from a starting lineup point of view, I don't want you to name the whole eleven. But do you reckon Gareth Southgate will take the opportunity to blood some less regular faces at the weekend?
1: Yeah, I certainly hope so. I mean, I'll be honest, with you, he's quite unpredictable of how he's going to go. Is Gareth Southgate generally in a lot of these games? I mean, I remember being frustrated at him sort of calling up Ivan uh, obviously not so long back, and not giving him any sort of game time. Uh, but I'm thinking with He's gone with six central defenders, um, obviously. So we've got Guahili, Stones, Maguire, Tomori, Caldwell, um, for example. Like, there's, there's going to be a lot of options at centre-back. So for me, you've got to be giving at least four of those a run out at some point over over the course of these games. Uh, obviously, I think with Italy one being more important, I think this is the perfect opportunity to try and bed in some new players. I think Caldwell's obviously been given a go recently. Uh he might be one that's given a bit of a shout I'd like to see someone like, uh, like a combination of with Samori at the back maybe Colwell Greey something like that uh, I'd like to see it given a go and then keep whatever his first options are going to be which I imagine is probably going to be Maguire and stones as we know it's uh, trusted form, it's it's trusted back uh, two center backs there for the Italy game so I'd like to see him mix it up before then.
0: With that in mind, Jamie, does it make the anytime time goal scorer market a bit difficult at present? Obviously, there's no sacker for this game and the Italy game. So, if you're back in the Australian market, would you be waiting an hour before kickoff?
2: Yeah, I, I think probably, you know, you would want to wait and see who's going to come in. Um, as, as we mentioned, you know, sometimes he doesn't he kind of depicts these players where, you know, they've done really well in the Premier League. Obviously, Ollie Watkins, Jared Bowen, those, those sort of players. And then, you know, doesn't tend to use them. But... Uh, I think given the fact that we've obviously got this very important Euro qualifier against Italy um, next week on Tuesday, I, I think that he might look to he might look to um, maybe rest some of his bigger players and uh, bring in the likes of uh, Bowen and Madison. And, and those would probably be my two shouts at this moment in time. Um, Jared Bowen, of course, in, in fantastic form at the moment in the Premier League, scored a number of goals and uh, he's 13 to 8 to score any time here. Um, Madison, of course, as well, he's he's in really good form as well for, for Spurs in the Premier League. So uh, no reason why he can't get on the shit here. So, uh, yeah, he's also my other shout at seven to four.
0: OK, then England also play Italy next Tuesday. We'll get to that in a moment. But first, let's focus on the teams that are also in their qualification group. Because, Sam, Ukraine, play host to North Macedonia on Saturday, is the home win at 13 to 20 worthy of a weekend ACA pick?
1: Yeah, I do like the look of this one, I must admit. They came for a tense away game when they met in Macedonia, North Macedonia, sorry, picking up a 3-2 win. Um, I'm fancying them here, obviously. It's 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 one of them games where I think I'm looking at this from a perspective of looking at North Macedonia's team. There's, other than Elmas, Bardi, Alioski, there's not really any recognised stars in Macedonia. Uh, they've done so well, I think, in certain games competing with big teams. But I think what we're seeing now is, is they're the lack of maybe squad depth and ability overall on the pitch is kind of like coming to, into fruition a little bit more in recent years as certain players maybe get a little bit older as well that we are in the squad. And using the metric of England actually beating North Macedonia, 7-0 at Wembley just a few months ago compared to our two win against Ukraine at Wembley uh, only a few months back as well. I'm fancying that Ukraine are going to be too strong for them.
0: At the same time, Jamie, it does look like a three-horse race for second in the group. With that in mind, how does either 11-4 to for the draw or 17-4 to for a North Macedonia win sound to you?
2: Yeah, look, I, I think I'm going to go for Ukraine here as well to kind of come out on top. Um, I mean, look, on the face of it, North Macedonia, they've done very well to be, you know, joint second on seven points, but six of those points have come against the bottom team, Malta as well, so I think kind of... Adding that context is is quite important. Um as, as Sam mentioned, they did lose obviously the reverse fixture here. Um back in June, it was a three two defeat for them then. Um Ukraine, of course, you know, they've really played England twice as well. Um obviously took a point off the three lines as well back in September. So that was obviously an impressive result there. Um and I think, yeah, I just think the hosts are gonna be too strong here. Um so yeah, eight to eight to thirteen win, I think is the way to go here.
0: Now, that same evening sees Italy host of Malta. Sam, it's just 1-16 to for the home win. Therefore, I'm going to ask you what handicap you're going to put on the win for the defending European champions.
1: Do you know what? I nearly didn't like this one at all. I was thinking of leaving this game completely alone because of the odds. But then, actually, I looked into it. I thought, do you know what? I'm going to go a bit surprising here. I'm going to go Malta plus three on the handicap. It's 6-4, to four. so... Italy haven't beaten Malta more than 2 0 in their last five encounters. So that's dating back to 2012. They've played them five times since then. But yeah, Italy haven't exactly bulldozed them. It's a lot of 1 0s and 2 0s, basically. So with that in mind, I'm thinking the value, there's definitely value there with Malta plus three at six to four. There's been recent encounters between the sides where Italy have just sort of, not, yeah, they're flattered to deceive against more. Let's put it that way. And to be fair, we've seen with Malta there can be a resilient side. We know exactly how they're going to set up, make it difficult to break down, try and scrape a draw. We're not going to be going out there for the win, but if they can take a draw, they'll be happy with it. So it's going to be 11 men behind the ball. And as we've seen with Italy in a few games recently. I don't think they're maybe as strong as they have been in previous layers, let's put it that way. Uh, So, yeah, I think this could be one of them games where Italy just, they'll get over the line, obviously, they'll do it. They'll beat them, but I don't think it'll be a fraction, let's put it that way. So, yeah. 6-4 6-4 seems like a good price for Malta with a three-plus handicap.
0: Now, Jamie, if we make the assumption that an Italian player is going to get the opener, which player would you be backing before Saturday's clash?
2: Mm, yeah, for me, I think Raspadori's is probably the most sensible shout at 7-2. to two. Um, I think he's the guy who's expected to lead the line for Italy, so that could be a really good shout there. But I think more of an outside shout could be David Fratesi. Um, he scored, uh, he scored uh, three goals in his last two appearances for Italy. He scored a brace... Um, in their last outing against Ukraine as well. So he's in good form at the moment. He's 17-2 to uh, to score any time, so some good odds there. And um, I I actually think this could be a big scorer. I I think that they will put a number of goals past uh, Malta here. So uh, I think there's every chance he could get on the score sheet again. So, you know, two shouts there, um, more of a a longer shot there as well. But uh, I, I like both of those names there.
0: OK, let's stay with Italy because we're going to go bet buddy once again. We're off to Wembley as England players to Italy on Tuesday. Sam, slightly different for you this week. I want the result from you, please.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm back at an England win. got to go with the boys. The performance we're in at the moment, I think, I've got to really fancy. As I'm looking at what a couple of our lads are doing abroad. Obviously, Harry Kane, absolutely flying in um, the Bundesliga. But even more so, you've got to look at Jude Bellingham and what he's doing at Real Madrid there. Uh, he's just tearing it up. Uh, 10 goals in 10 games, I believe, now from Madrid. So I think with that sort of confidence coming into the squad that was already confident as well, uh, especially coming in, obviously, of that win, having it against Italy away last time out, I think England are going to be thinking this game's there. Uh, well, the points are there for the taking, but obviously they've got to be prepared, which I'm sure they will be. I don't think they're a- ever taking anything lightly. Uh, but at Wembley, I think, yeah, England are going to be too strong for Italy.
0: Sam has the three lines roaring. Jamie, I like the over/under on the goals, please.
2: Yeah, I'm going to go for under 2.5 goals here. I think this is going to be another tight game, like it was in Naples. Um, I think the, the the main thing for this one is that both teams are going to want to avoid defeats. Um, Italy probably know that they will go through if they can, you know, get something from this game. So I think both teams are going to be quite reserved in their approach. Of course, England as well look like they're pretty much ready through. Um, so a draw here would be a good result for them. So. Yeah, as I said, I think both teams are going to kind of look here, look, look come into this game, not wanting to to lose. And uh, I think that will leave for, you know, not many goals being scored. So I'm going to go for under 2.5.
0: OK, I'm going to build on Sam's logic. I'm going to go for not only England to win, but they're also going to win at half-time as well. So that's England to win both halves. Obviously, they beat Italy in the earlier qualifier just a few months ago. Italy going through a state of change. Roberto Mancini, no longer the manager, it's now Luciano Spalletti. So it's a different kind of Italy. And they're not the Italy that they were a couple of years back. So I'm going to put all my eggs in the England basket. Okay, let's just recap our three picks. Sam's gone for England to win. Jamie's gone for under 2.5 goals. I've also gone for England to win in both halves. This one is priced at 11 to 1. That means £10 on the betting slip. £120 in your back pocket. I hope it gets over the line for you. I hope it gets over the line for us. But let's have a quick chat about the game itself now. And Sam, England have already managed to exact some revenge for that Euro final defeat of 2021. They won in Naples. They're also 7-10 to to do a qualification double. What do you make of that
1: price? Yeah, I think the price is about right, to be honest with you. Um, I don't massively rate this Italy team the, the way they are at the moment. I know they obviously beat us in the final a couple of years ago, so probably sound like a bitter ex or something. Um, but, even then, to be honest with you, I still feel feel like that final we could have um, we could have beaten them if we would have been a bit braver. Um, but we obviously just didn't. I don't think we really grabbed the game by the horns enough in certain parts of it. Uh, but yeah, since that final, it's all been downhill. Obviously, we never didn't qualify for the World Cup. And um, yeah, to be honest, I just it's a bit. There's a bit of flatness in the Italy team. Obviously, they've, for so long their home form has been what's. Uh, been a problem for us against Italy, obviously now we've overcome that um, with the win against them last time out I think that will give us some extra confidence coming into this fixture, and the way that we're set up at the moment, I think this is a stronger England side as we've had for a number of years, maybe looking for looking from that golden generation of a while back, but I think this is our best chance of definitely, well yeah, I think, I think we've got as good a chance as we had the last two tournaments anyway, but I think it's probably our best chance we've had for about 10-15 years of maybe picking up the Euros.
0: Now, on the flip side, Jamie, Italy will be looking to exact revenge of their own after that defeat in Naples. They lost 2-1 to England back in March and a way win, and both teams have score is a rather hefty 10-1. Now, I know you said under 2.5 goals, but does this price tempt you at all?
2: Mm. No, I, I think I'm going to back an England win here. I, I just think that this year, when, when England, it's kind of really, the pressure's been on them. They really have delivered, of course. You know, they got, as we mentioned, they got that win against Italy um, away from home, Obviously, beating in Ukraine as well. Got that win away at Scotland, which I think was a, a really big result. Obviously, given the way that Scotland have been playing, so you know England they've kind of shown they can do it when the pressure's on, and uh, this is a really big game for them. So, yeah, as I said, I think it's going to be a low-scoring one. I think England will come out on top. So, England win under two point five goals would would be my pick for this game at, at uh, twelve to five. Um, yeah, and as well with Italy, I'm just not sure they've quite done enough to convince me that they can come they can beat this England team and. Look, England have obviously got so many players at the moment that are just in such great form. Obviously, Jude Bellingham being the, the stand-up guard. Obviously, Harry Kane done well in the Bundesliga as well. So, yeah, lots of, lots of to be excited about in this England team as well. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to go for an England win here.
0: Now, Sam, I've backed England to win in both halves. You can also get scoring in both halves at 2-1. to one. Is that a bet that you would consider?
1: Absolutely, yeah. I'm quite confident on the England win here. I think we'll do it early. I think we scored early against them last time, if I can remember correctly. Yeah. Um, I like the way we're going at this moment in time. We've got so much attacking for it. Obviously, we have mentioned Sackers out, but I don't really think that's going to affect us. Obviously, I've just spoke about Caden Bellingham, for example. We're definitely likely to be starting. Uh, you, you might see Maddison uh, coming to the team with the form that he's been in. We'll see. But whoever comes in, we know we've got good options there. So, definitely fancy us to be uh, yeah, getting a couple of goals at least. And I think they'll come in each half
0: now jamie a quick look at the euro 2024 outright market shows that england have become clear favorites at four to one do you think the Jude bellingham effect at real madrid could have something to do with this
2: yeah i mean look obviously Jude bellingham the what he's doing at such a young age for real madrid and the way that he's carrying a club like madrid at the moment obviously coming in clutch for, for so many games for them scoring the number of goals he has it's been so impressive and uh Yeah, I think he's quickly becoming one of the most complete midfielders in the world. Um, You know, you kind of look at his position and I don't kind of know what his best position is. But I think I'd say that in a good way because, you know, for Madrid, he's just doing so many different roles. And um, yeah, he's been playing in a number of different roles for them. For England, of course, he looks like he's playing in that number 10 role for us. Um, And yeah, I just think that. You know he's obviously doing it very, playing very well. Obviously got that goal against Scotland as well. Um, at the Euros, I thought he was one of England's best players as well. You know, in in, in the couple of friendlies and, and qualifiers that we've played so far this year, he's looked really good. So yeah, I think he's gonna only be elevated this game in the and playing around the England team. That he says, see so many exciting players in this England team. And yeah, I, I just think that England. I'm really excited for our chances at the Euros. I think especially with Bellingham, that team. See another guy I mentioned Harry Kane as well, leading the line. Um, you know, it's just so many other players in this team that look so exciting at the moment. So, yeah, it's uh, it's a very exciting time to be an England fan.
0: It certainly is. It's also exciting for our long shot Acca. We go anywhere in the world on the hunt for odds between two to one and five to one. Sam, you up first this week? What have you got for me?
1: Yeah, so going back down to League Two now, uh, and I'm going to be going for big game here. Wrexham versus Salford, obviously two of the, the big money teams, so to speak, in the league. Uh, obviously, we've got the investors of the class of '92. I mean, obviously with Wrexham, we know we've got the Hollywood investors of McIlhenney and Reynolds. So uh, I think there'll be a lot of eyes on this game. Um, Wrexham starting to really come into some form. South have also picked up a little bit of late as well. Uh, but yeah, I'm fancying Wrexham for the home win here. But I'm also fancying both teams to get on the get on the score sheet at two to one.
0: Fantastic. And uh, Jamie, what have you got up your sleeve?
2: Yeah, I'm going to go for Scotland to get another big result. Um, and I'm going to go for a draw away in Spain, 5-1. Uh, to one. Look, Scotland have been really impressive in qualifying so far, obviously boasting five wins from five. Uh, they need just one point um, from their group to qualify. So obviously I'm kind of backing them to do it here in, in Spain. Um, they've already beaten Spain, of course, in qualifying as well. And uh, I'm not sure this is a Spain team that are particularly... Brilliant at the moment. Obviously, they have had a pretty good year to win in that Nations League, but otherwise not been like particularly convinced that they're this fantastic Spanish team, obviously, that we're kind of used to. Um, so I, I I think just the way that Scotland have been playing, especially in qualifying, I think they can get something here. So I'm going to go for a draw um, at five to one.
0: Top shout. I'm off to League Two as bottom of the table, Forest Green, play host to struggling Colchester. The team that now includes Troy Deeney has lost each of the last six league matches and now prop up the division while Colchester are not faring all that much better either, and they find themselves three points and three places clear of Forest Green. However, the relegation zone is not that far away either. To me, this feels like a game where neither wants to lose rather than trying to win, and therefore the draw at 12-5 to 5 is my pick before Saturday's bottom-of-the-table clash. And of course, check out freebets.com for all the latest offers and enhanced odds from all the leading bookmakers. Right, let's focus on some Euro 2024 headlines now as we focus on British interest and Scotland's attempt to secure qualification. They're almost there. Sam, can they do the double over Spain and continue their 100% record so far with an away win odds of 8-1? Do
1: you know what? I kind of echo Jamie's thoughts, what he's just said there. I don't see any reason why the Scots can't go into this game with some confidence. And 8-1 to one for me is a huge price. Obviously, yes, I'm not saying that's Scotland are going to go there and do it. I think Spain are justifiably the favourites at home. But the prices on offer, for me, from what we've seen, are just too good to sort of turn down. Uh, Obviously, Scotland have got uh, Scott McTominay, who who's been absolutely firing all cylinders for them recently. He scored two goals, of course, in uh, in the dying minutes against Brentford to get them the win last time out. So he'll be coming to this game with a lot of confidence as well. But yeah, an impressive run from Scotland so far. And obviously with them knowing that they only need the point I think it is to get over the line, why not? They'll be going for it. Um, they'll be going for the win. So, yeah, come on the Scots, 8-1. to one.
0: Now, Jerry, at the same time, Spain are heavy favourites to win this one. You just backed the draw. Are you sure I can't tempt you with some Spanish revenge?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's obviously been a good year for for Spain so far, obviously following that very underwhelming World Cup campaign. As I said, they won the Nations League. Um, They have also got wins over Norway, Cyprus and Georgia. Um, But I just think that Scotland have looked so good um, in qualifying. And as I said, won five from five, just kind of stepped up when it's mattered. Obviously, as I said, got that win against Spain back in March as well. So they're going to have that confidence And, yeah, I just think that Scotland, as I said, just kind of always been good in in qualifying when it's mattered. And, uh, yeah, I think they'll come here. Plenty of confidence. Obviously, Scott McTominay, as we said, kind of the top uh, joint top scorer at the moment in qualifying, which is a real surprise. And obviously coming off the back of that brace against Brentford, as Sam mentioned. So, uh, yeah, I think it's a Scotland team that will travel to Spain with lots of confidence. And uh, I think they're good to get something here.
0: Now, Saturday night sees Northern Ireland go up against San Marino. Sam, we've spoken about Northern Ireland's lack of goals in the past, how does the home win and under 4.5 total goals, odds of five to six, sound to you?
1: Yeah, I think it's a great price considering Northern Ireland only managed to beat San Marino 2-0 no, just a few months ago. Uh, five to six definitely seems like a good price for the, to be under five goals. So yeah, I mean Northern Ireland. Let's be honest, they've not done anything to really give you any sort of confidence backing them for some big wins. And I've seen I've seen San Marino keep better teams for Northern Ireland. Um, down to sort of under five goals in recent games as well. So, yeah, I definitely fancy that one.
0: OK, then and Jamie, the Republic of Ireland are currently without a manager. They play host to Greece on Friday. There's nothing really to play for in terms of Euro 2024 qualification. They're not out yet, but it would take a massive run of results for them to get there. So, can the boys in green lift some spirits with a home win at the Aviva Stadium at odds of seven to five?
2: Mm, I, I, I don't think so. I think it's going to be a Greek win here. Um, look, Greece have had some tough challenges recently. They've lost to France um, and the Netherlands. But in Euro qualifying, they've been pretty good so far. They're third in the group. Uh, they're level on points with second place uh, Holland as well at the moment. So it's been a good good run for them so far. Um, they've already got a win over Ireland as well. The 1-2-1 back in June as well. So that would have been a, a real boost for them. Republic of Ireland, meanwhile, it's been really, they've been so poor. Uh, just one win in qualifying at the moment. That win came against Gibraltar. Um so yeah, it's not not been a great run for them and uh, so I'm gonna back a Greek win here at two to one.
0: Okay, that same night sees the same group as the Netherlands and France square off. Now, Sam, you said before you don't trust the Dutch when it comes to international betting. So does this mean it's gonna be an away win for you? Odds of six to five?
1: Yeah, I'm mean, inclined to go with France again. Um I would have managed a slightly bigger price than this one, but yeah, definitely still back in the French. I think for me they they do have the better squad. I'm not Writing off the talent that a Dutch squad does possess. I think attacking wise is where I see them struggling in certain games. I think the French team has obviously just got such a, a wealth of attacking talent, but they've also got a, a wealth of talent across the field. I think the Dutch have got great defence. That's where I sort of put their strengths. Um, but yeah, I do think France, when it comes to it, I think when it comes to sort of like tournament football and getting to tournaments, I think that I can just trust France that a little bit more. So yeah, I'll be going with France to do the double on them.
0: Okay, Jamie, it is certainly difficult to make a case against the French right now. It's five wins from five in qualification. More importantly, no goals conceded. Can you see both stats being extended with an away win to nil, odds of 11 to four?
2: Mm. I, yeah, look, I, I think France are going to come on top here. And I think this will be kind of a, a, a slender win for France, though. Um, but I also see kind of the Netherlands do getting on the score sheet. Of course, they are the hosts here, Netherlands, for, the, for this game. Um, they've also averaged two goals a game in qualifying so far. So plenty of you know they have got goals in them although maybe their looks on the face of it there is no real kind of standout for the netherlands you know they have been scoring goals as I said so yeah i, I think you know I, I just kind of backing them here to, to get on the score sheet they've got the firepower they've proven it they also netted twice in both the nation league final matches back in june so a dutch team who do have goals in them yes france their defense has been impressive but i think away in the netherlands uh they will concede and uh as I said, I do think they will come on top, so I'm going to go for France win. Both teams to score at seven to two.
0: Good shout. There's another top of the table clash actually on Thursday as Croatia and Turkey square off in Group D. Now Wales are going to be interested in the outcome of this one as their own qualification hopes are in the balance. So Sam, it's Croatia who won in Turkey. They're 13 to 20 to do the double. Would you be going with this one?
1: Yeah, I think so. I definitely fancy them with it being a home game as well. Uh, they've got you know, we know what Croatia are all about. They'll try and. Obviously, keep the ball, um, frustrate Turkey, uh, and obviously try and stop them from playing the football that they want to play. Um, I think I can't see it being a classic game. I'm never much of the fan of of Croatia games, to be quite honest with you. Uh, They tend to score a few more goals when it comes to qualifying games or friendlies, etc. But uh, obviously, tournament football, we know what it gets, what they like, especially when it comes to knockout formats. Um, Yeah, I think Turkey. Sorry, I think Croatia get the win here. In a game that I'm not going to dub as a classic, let's put it that way.
0: Now, Jamie, looking at this game, you can get evens on both teams finding the net on Thursday. So, is that a tempting enough price for you?
1: Yeah, look,
2: I think it's you know it's at that price for a reason. Croatia, they're on they they are top of the group at the moment um, on goal difference, but they have played a game less as well. They're also undefeated in four matches and have conceded just once. Um, all qualifying so uh, yeah and as well you look at the last meeting between these two teams uh, it ended 2-0 to Croatia so uh, yeah I think this can be a case where Croatia do get another uh, another win here and another win to nil so I'm going to go for 6-4 for the same outcome.
0: Okay then before we move on I want a correct score bet from you both it doesn't matter where it is in the world I just want that outcome spot on. Sam you're up first what have you got for me?
1: Yeah, so I'm, I think I'm a bit more confident than Jamie is with England to win. I know Jamie fancies it, but I'm going to be going for a bigger scoreline. I'm actually going to go for England 3, Italy 0, which kind of goes against what we said earlier, uh, from your guys' opinions, but I'm going a bit bolder. It's 12-1. to one. I just think the way that we're coming into this game, I've just got a real belief that we're going to go, don't want to put on an absolute monster of a performance. And I think Bellingham at this moment in time, I think he can inspire certain things from players uh, coming into this game. I think he alone can help raise the level that little bit more um, coming into this game. So I'm hoping that Southgate uh, operates him in sort of like a slightly higher position, which means that Harry Kane doesn't have to drop as deep as well, which is something that we often do see from him in an English shirt. So I'm hoping that maybe Bellingham can fill a bit of that space there. We see Kane in the box like we see more. Of in the Bundesliga and we get the best out of both players. So I'm hoping for a 3-0 England win at twelve to one against Italy.
0: 3-0 for the three nines. Jamie, what correct score are you hoping for?
2: Yeah, look, I'm gonna build on the uh the Netherlands versus France outcome that I said, obviously both teams scoring and a French win. I'm gonna go for a two one win for France here at eight to one. I just think that France they should be too good here for the Netherlands. They did win four 0 against them back in uh, March. So that was obviously an impressive win but I think on you know on home saw for the Netherlands, I think it's gonna be a tighter game here. But one that France do still come up on top on um at two to one uh, two one, a two one win at eight to one.
0: And of course check out freebets.com for the best insight and betting tips ahead of this weekend. Right, let's pop up some more headlines now. First up we're gonna to go to the next Premier League manager to be sacked. We touched on this last month. Now Sam, Paul Heckingbottom is still the shortest price, it's now four to six. Do you reckon he could be gone by the time the Premier League returns in a week's time?
1: I think he'll be there for the next game, uh, maybe next two. We'll see how it goes, but I think he'll still be there for his return. But he's on borrowed time, if we're honest. We've been speaking about this now for quite a while, um, a number of weeks on the show. We, I think we were all kind of in unison that he would actually be the first to go as well, even just before the season started. I think we were pretty we – we were quite confident in that one, I think. Uh, we thought the Sheffield United, maybe the ball would be the ones that felt they had most ambition – Coming up and maybe had, I mean, Burnley obviously had ambition as well, but we, also, we all felt that company would you know, be given the chance to do it. I think with Sheffield United, we've always had that feeling that they'll be the ones to sort of twist when it comes down to it. And from what we've seen so far, obviously, I think at one point they've taken so far in the league. Uh, it's not been a good start from them. Obviously, that 8 0 defeat to Newcastle as well didn't look good. And it's just, yeah, it's just, for me, they're just not looking, you can't see where the wind's coming from. That's the big worry obviously Burnley still Burnley Luton to be honest with you haven't really massively impressed um, they've picked up wins against teams that maybe expect them where they're going to get the points that they'll be against them sort of teams so yeah I mean the, the, they're all struggling the three teams that have come up but obviously Sheffield United at this moment in time struggling the most so yeah hecking bottom borrowed time for me
0: then again, Jamie, there's a name that has shortened quite a bit recently because there's been no win for Bournemouth, and it looks as if time could be running out for Andoni Iriola, especially as his odds for departure have dropped to two to one.
2: Yeah, I, I think it's definitely between these two names. Uh, uh Look, the other two uh, behind, just behind them, are Eric Ten Hag um, and Vincent Kompany, and of course, you look at those uh, two, and and you think they've got a fair amount of credit in the bank, so. It's definitely between Iriola and Um Bournemouth, of course, at the moment, been well underperforming, and uh, I think Bournemouth they'll be looking at the the three newly promoted teams and how they've been doing this season, and think, you know, we have got fantastic chance of staying up here if we can get it right. So, um, yeah, I, th- I think they'll definitely kind of been putting the pressure on Iriola to to turn it around eventually. Um, and look, I think if we we see the next, the, the results staying the same um, as they have been over the next couple of uh, over the next month or so then I'm sure he will go. But, uh, of course, he is still newly appointed. They have taken a big risk in terms of bringing him in. So, um, I think they will give him a chance to kind of, you know, a bit more time to implement his new ideas. And um, I, I'll say, that actually... I think it was on last week's show. I think performances have still been relatively good for them, um, so there are signs that that things can turn around. But uh, yeah, at the moment, results definitely aren't coming their way. So, uh, heckin bottom for me still remains my favourite, just on the on the basis that I think Iriola will be given a bit more time. So, and as well, Sheffield United they just look so poor at the moment, and uh, I think sit rock bottom on one point. So yeah, for me, heckin bottom is is definitely the the one that I'd, I'd I'd go for here.
0: Yeah, I think the sense of Bournemouth's managerial status at the moment, I think maybe the board are perhaps a bit stubborn and thinking we don't want to admit failure too early and say, actually, we've got this wrong. But then again, you know, how long can you go without a win? Especially as Bournemouth play Wolves next week. And who was the Wolves manager? Gary O'Neill. If Wolves win that one, you kind of think, ah, actually, maybe Bournemouth did make a massive mistake. And if they do go nine games without a win, you kind of think maybe that's the time to pull the trigger. But we'll have to wait and see. But I think both of them on borrowed time. We know that. But let's also talk about the um, top assist maker. Because we talked about the top goal lot last month. This is also a good award, a good betting market to bet on. The favourite at the moment is James Madison, odds of 11-2. to two. So Sam, from what you've seen thus far, is this where your bet would go?
1: Yeah, do you know, I can't deny matters the way he started the season. Obviously, there's three players tied on five uh, at the top of the assists in the league. So you've got Pedro Neto, Wolves. I don't see Wolves maintaining... Well, I don't, I don't see we'll score enough goals for Pedro to get the assist to sort of maintain his status as, as a top assist maker in the league. And then the other two are James Madison and Kieran Trippier. Both teams are you know, capable of scoring goals. Obviously, I think Newcastle are the third highest scoring team in the league at the moment. And Spurs, I believe, are right up there as well. Um, I think Madison has been pivotal to everything that's been good about Spurs' attack this season. Uh, obviously, we you know he's vice captain there. He's been playing pretty much every game. And I think with some. In that more central role i think he's thriving there as well obviously we you know madison's on every set piece um and playing slightly higher obviously even trippier so yeah i think for me madison gets the edge on that one but there's other players to consider as well which i'm sure you're going to talk about but i think for me yeah i actually do like madison uh at that odds to be fair
0: well let's discuss one of those other options now jamie mo salah he's creating as much as he's scoring this season so how does nine to one in this market sound in your opinion
2: yeah, I do like Salah here. Um but I, I just would say in terms of the assist market, I would definitely prefer Madison and Trippier. Um Madison, I think would probably be my favorite. Um the one concern here is obviously he is kind of that only player for Spurs in that position. There's no real replacement, so obviously he's going to be played a lot, a lot of football, which obviously will be a very good thing in terms of being on the pitch available to get assists just kind of worried about maybe picking up an injury because he's just been so heavily relied upon of course as well for spurs you know if they were to lose someone like human son that's a lot of goals out the team and uh you know i think madison being able to assist a player like son is is huge for him so injuries might be a little concern there for spurs and you know a lack of replacements uh kieran Trippier, that i do really like as well as we said the newcastle team that have lots of goals in them. Trippier, he just always seems to manage to get forward. And, uh, yeah, 6-1, to one, I do really like that. Obviously, made a really good start to the season so far. Five assists already. So, uh, Trippier, I think, as well, is, is my other outside shout.
0: OK, actually, we can look at the top goals for a market without Erling Haaland. That's where the value could lie. What about, Sam, your man, Alexander Izak? Six goals of the season, 8-1 to one in this market. Is that worth a
1: bet? It's not bad at all, but it would be interesting to see how the season pans out, Obviously, Wilson's not been fit for the last few weeks. There's been a lot of rotation between Wilson and Isak. Uh, but what, what's happening with that is it seems to be bringing the best out of each other. So, whoever is starting or not starting or whoever's coming off the bench, for some reason, it seems to be working where if the person that's started doesn't score the goal, the person that comes off the bench scores or vice versa. It just seems to be working that one will score and one won't. Uh, but either way, it's working Newcastle's favour. Um, but for me, I've just got a feeling that Mo Salah is starting to cook up for something, isn't he? Uh, for Liverpool. Uh, I think he could be in for another 20-plus goal season. And I'd probably be going with him at 9-2, but I've just seen little things in the last few weeks where I think Salah actually might be starting to do something. And I think Liverpool as well. Looking at how City have lost the last two games, I think Liverpool might take some inspiration from that. And I think that Salah is going to be key to Liverpool if they're going to mark any sort of a title challenge. And I think that maybe this is the time now for Salah to sort of step it up a little bit and uh try and take it on. So yeah, uh it'd be him and there's another man I think that James would speak about in a minute as well that'd be tempting me as well. But yeah, I'd be looking at Salah at nine to two.
0: Yeah, I guess the only problem with Isak is that as you say, him and Wilson might undercut each other. When you've got two strikers fighting over a position, the goal spread seems to sort of go rather than what sort of one striker getting a bucket load, like Salah. I know there's options in Liverpool as well, but you you're kind of getting closer to 2025 20, with Mo Salah. But, Jamie, as Sam has set you up, Tottenham probably won't have the same problem in terms of undercut because you can get the same token of sort of player at 5 to one human Song being the best of the rest. Do you think the South Korean can return to his best scoring form this season?
2: Yeah, I mean, so far, he's looked really good, of course, in that Arsenal game. Very impressive. Some two really good finishes there and kind of showing that, you know, he is one of the best finishers in world football. Obviously, last season was very disappointing, but this season he's looking really good again. He looks refreshed. Um, again, it's just injuries that kind of do concern me a little bit. Um, obviously, Sonny's, um, you know, very little chance for him to be given a rest. And, um, you know, he has been carrying a groin issue uh, for the past month or so. Um, and as I said, that that could be a bit of a concern where Spurs are so heavily reliant on him that maybe eventually he does pick up that injury. Um, but, yeah, he just looks so good this season and looks like a really great shout. And at the moment, you know, as much as Haaland was, was so dominant last year... He just has been struggling so far, especially with no Kevin De Bruyne. Um, we just saw in that Arsenal game, he just looked a complete shadow of himself. Um, and, and in the last couple of games, he's blanked as well. But it has been a, a good start. It, it's quite surprising to see that he is on those eight goals because it just feels as though he you know, he hasn't really hit the heights that we'd expected to to do yet. So, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if there can be an upset here. but. You know the way that Salah and, and Son are going. I, I really like those two shots. Um, you know, as, as maybe outsiders, obviously Salah nine to two, Sonny I think it's around fourteen to one as well. So I just think the way that those two are playing, I think those two could be great shouts.
0: Okay, let's quickly shine some light on the EFL this weekend. Sam, you're off to League One. It's Blackpool playing host to Stevenage. Steve Evans' men return to winning ways after two successive defeats. Is there value in an, a away win? Odds of twenty-one to ten.
1: Yeah, a very interesting game, this one. Obviously, looking at it um, and you're thinking, yeah, you know what? The league table suggests that Stevenage, uh absolutely flying at this moment in time. 21 points from 12 games, currently sat fourth in the league. Blackpool, 10th in the league, uh, having picked up 16 points from their 11 games. So Blackpool obviously played a game less. So I'm looking at it here and I'm actually going for Blackpool for the home win. Uh, so I'm going against what you just said. And the reason for that is, that is, yes, of course, I've got to give Stevenage all the credit. You know, you don't get to where you are in the league without beating what's in front of you. But what has been in front of them has basically been why I think they are where they are in the league. They've not actually managed to beat anyone that's above 15th in the league currently in the 12 games that they've played. So, yeah, that for me is where the problems might arise here. Um, Every time they come up against opposition, that's sort of been leveled around them. They've come up short. So, Defeats to Oxford and Bolton, and obviously they took a draw against league leaders Portsmouth as well. So yeah, but defeats against Oxford and Bolton, who are in and around their positions in the last three games, is where I can see the concerning part coming from the Stevenage end. So I fancy in Blackpool for the home win here at six to five.
0: Okay, and Jamie, you're off to League Two as leaders, Notts County, to host a Mansfield, who are fifth. You can get a home win and both teams to score at eleven to four in this one. Is that something that takes your fancy before kickoff?
2: Yeah, I do really like the look of that. And th- this could be a really interesting game. Uh, Notts County, they're coming to this one having won five from five at home. Uh, they've averaged three goals a game at home as well in the league so far. So, you know, been a really good start. And uh, yeah, Mansfield uh, come into this one. They're undefeated this season, but they have just won uh, four of their first 12 matches. Um, just one of those wins came away from home. Um, and as I said, they are undefeated, but I do think this is one where they do finally, you know, suffer for that defeat I think Notts County as I said been really good at home so far scoring lots of goals so uh, yeah both teams scoring in a, a Notts County win looks good for me
0: Okay it's time for our final bit of business it's the odds on threefold we will pick a leg each we combine it into an acker we try and go for bets over one to two but less than evens and let's see if we can get another winner over the line Sam you're up first what have you got for me?
1: Well on the show I've been confident with England to beat Italy obviously you're going for a 3-0 win you can't say you're not confident can you? So England but Italy, seven to beat Italy 7-10 to is going to be my selection going in there. I think Jude Bellingham and Harry Kane, with the form that they're in, are going to be lighting up that dressing room and lighting up the pitch at Wembley. So, yeah, the three lines to roar um, and, uh, yeah, give the Italy boys an absolute demolition.
0: Big shout there. Jamie, what have you got up your sleeve?
2: Yeah, I'm going to go for uh, Brazil to beat Uruguay at 17-20. to 20. Um, Look, Brazil, they've made a perfect start to World Cup. Qualifying so far, they've beaten Peru and Bolivia. Um, This fortnight, they face uh, Venezuela and Uruguay. And uh, yeah, look, Uruguay, I think they're a team that really suffered defeat so far in qualifying. They lost to Ecuador back in September. And uh, yeah, I think it's a Brazilian team who have started well. They, you you know, usually in the South American qualifying, they're so dominant. And uh, yeah, I think they'll get two more wins here across this fortnight. Obviously that win, another win coming against Uruguay as well. So yeah, Brazil to beat Uruguay at 17 to 20.
0: OK, I'm going to join Jamie in the South American World Cup qualifiers. I'm going to go for the one between Chile and Peru. Chile are on a three-game winless run after winning the three games prior. They are, however, unbeaten in the last four on home soil. And we'll be looking to extend that streak when they play this week. In addition to this, Peru have lost two of the last three games and have won just one of the last six in all competitions. They've struggled to impress away from home in recent times and that's why I'm backing the home win at odds of 8-11. to 11. Right, that brings us to full time, so I just need to do the admin before we wrap up. As mentioned before, if any of these bets take your fancy, make sure to visit the free bets websites. and now, I just need to thank my duo of top guests. Sam, thanks for joining me this afternoon. I hope you enjoyed that one.
1: Absolute pleasure as always, boys. Yeah, really enjoyed this one. Uh, it's actually got me a little bit more in the mood for this international uh, break now. Uh, yeah, hopefully, big results coming for England. I want to see, uh, see some good performances. I want to see some some new blood in the team. I want to see a bit of a... I want to see experimental football from Southgate. Let's put it that way. So, yeah, intrigued to see how it goes. Lovely
0: stuff. And, Jamie, thanks for your time and sharing your betting insights with me.
2: Yeah, thanks, Dan. And, yeah, looking forward to, to that England game now against Italy. I think that's going to be a really good game. Uh, you know, obviously, two teams that are doing well in qualifying and uh, if England can get that win, um, obviously, really puts them in a, in a fantastic place. So, yeah, looking forward to that game in particular.
0: Cheers, mate. And also to the listeners out there. And with that said, it just leaves me to say that my name's Dan Tracy. This is the Odds On Podcast. And until next time, goodbye. (music)